0: Episode number 255, 1,000 horsepower, convertible Camaro.
1: Welcome to the Camaro Show. A podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Fresa. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
0: And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason.
1: Hey, what's up, dude? There's this big, bright thing in the sky today. Yeah. Yeah. It looks familiar. I I I think I see it, too.
0: (laughs) What the hell is it? It's a flaming ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's been so dreary lately. Feel like you're Uh, at home, don't you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it really does. It's Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Man, I, so to our listeners, I hope wherever you're at, it's the weather's reasonably nice because it's just been blah lately. Yeah. It made me feel bleh. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, we have winter, and mm. in a uh, few weeks, it will be spring. And That's I think right. Just a, I think it's March 8th this year is when we set the clocks forward for another hour already.
1: Oh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, Alexa, when is daylight savings time? Oh, hold on. Here we go. Alexa, when is daylight savings time? Where the heck is the speaker? Was it the 8th, Did it? It, say? it wasn't turned up enough. I usually keep this thing on mute. I, I got it dirt cheap. Here we go. Okay, let's try it again. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> Alexa, when is daylight savings time? In the United States, daylight savings time starts on March 8, 2020. There you right? go. See? And I'm putting you back on mute so you can't hear what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> tell you why the thing comes in handy especially when i do want to do math and don't feel like typing it out
0: <laughs> um so that means like like almost time to take the cars out i never put mine away actually i i really i i had mine out in december this year i was driving around i forgot about that first time and i think i've had the convertible out in december with the top down
1: one of on a related note one of, one of my developers lives in canada Hey. And he, he's really cool. Um, he, he, his name is Andrew, and he's he's a phenomenal developer. And um, he's, a, he's a motorcycle guy, and he's a hockey guy, so we always have things to talk about when cool. we're not talking about work. And uh, I mentioned the one time when Art Schroeder, I think it was Art, I don't think it was Ellie, it was Art Schroeder was driving his fourth-gen convertible in, like, minus 22 degrees with the top down. It might have been, no. Was, it, was Ellie? it Ellie? It might have been. I think I remember
0: that picture.
1: I've got it somewhere. Maybe yeah. it was Ellie. I always get those two guys mixed up, and this very unfair. It's only because they're both Canadian <laughs> and for no other reason. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and there you are. Dry. What was the temperature when you had your top down? It
0: wasn't that cold. It was maybe 39, 40 out.
1: But nice and sunny, obviously. Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. in
0: fact, there there is something in the Camaro built in where once it drops below a certain temperature, you the top will not go down. Hmm. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Because I don't think I don't know if the motors, whatever, oh, to operate yeah, in the cold that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure I'm sure L could answer that question for me. That's right. I know, or I could, I, or I could just Google it.
1: L's got his hands full. <laughs> so. <laughs> So you've had that your Camaro for how long now? Well, I bought it in uh was it 2016? I think I bought it in 2016.
0: It was right. as a 2017 model, so I think so Oh uh, yeah. Going on it's, four it's out, years, man. It's out of warranty. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't it, buy it an doesn't extended seem warranty.
1: Like doesn't seem like it's been that long. I know. And you're pretty happy with the power that it makes, right? Yeah, it's like it's like my fifth Gen Z L1. <laughs> <laughs>
0: LT1 motors is it's a it's a it's a it's a beast it's it, I love it and, and and having a convertible is has been just so much fun just throwing the top down you know and just getting in and cruising I love it I love it and how,
1: and just for the folks at home how much horsepower does that convertible of yours four, have with that five. is that what it is that's a whole lot of power yeah how, how'd you like to over more than double that for your convertible <laughs> More than double it, yeah. More than double it, yeah. Uh, a lot of
0: places won't allow you to race them or even track them without a roll bar, with well, that because of because it's a convertible. Yep. Remember, yep. remember, like, I mean, you did the M events and and all that. I mean, oh yeah, you needed a, a convertible. You needed a, a roll bar with when you ran certain times, right?
1: Yeah, and not the ones that's made out of. um painted PVC pipe that some guys would do just to pass inspection. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: That's horrible.
1: (sighs) Yeah, because, you know, nothing like compromising your own safety, idiots. (laughs) But anyway, where we're going with this is that based on the title alone of this this episode, you can tell that, um, well, our friends over there at SVE is now making a thousand horsepower Camaro convertible. Yanko's. Yanko's. Whew. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, can, can, you imagine, can you imagine that kind of uh, – I guess it doesn't make any difference. Fast is fast, right? But with the top down, it's got to have a completely different aspect to it. It is. Yeah.
0: I, it just this, opens up your world when you're driving a convertible.
1: Yeah. Uh, this comes from, as always, our friends at uh, musclecarsandtrucks.com. What you, this is crazy. I'm trying. I'm going to the SVE website right now. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I mean, we've talked about uh, SVE's cars before. They usually debut them at, at SEMA. They've also got their, you know, extreme supercharged sport truck. They brought back the Cyclone name. They do Yukons and Escalades and all sorts of stuff, and just always doing some cool stuff. And this is just bonkers. It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: Uh, the crown jewel of this 1,000 horsepower Chevrolet Camaro is an LT1 based. Supercharged V8 engine that's grown from a 6.2 liter to a 6.8 liter, 418 cubic inches of displacement, as seen in the Yanko SC Stage 2 Camaro. It features a forged 4340 steel crankshaft and H beam rods, forged aluminum pistons, CNC ported high flow LT4 cylinder heads, upgraded fuel system injectors, and ARP high strength head and main studs, high output custom supercharger in black custom colors are optional, 10 rib dedicated belt drive system, 10% larger throttle body, custom stainless steel long tube headers and high flow cats and a higher capacity high flow and low pressure fuel system. So, in other words, this this car's a beast of gargantuan
1: power. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like
0: that word. People gargantuan. don't use that people do not use that word enough
1: anymore I, uh, in my opinion. Gargantuan. Yeah, but you know what they do use? What? Ginormous, because it's cute. Oh, I thought you were going to say Gapplebees. anyways Oh, God! <laughs> it's even worse. No, it's actually not. I think ginormous is silly. I hate yeah. it when people it's ginormous. Oh, you yeah. put two words together, so cute. <laughs> Setting the Yanko Camaro Convertible apart from the flock
0: is the unique paint and badging, as well as graphics on top of the body-colored carbon fiber hood. If that doesn't give things away, the 1,000 horsepower markings on the hood scoop will send the message loud and clear. Uh, let's see how many they're going to make 25 50. Oh, it's a half of the normal amount. Especially vehicle engineering plans don't build only 25 examples of the Yanko Camaro Stage One convertible and based off the Camaro S1SS or 2SS package. Lastly, while the Yanko Camaro Stage One is being revealed as a convertible, it's available as a coupe too. Yep, pricing is not immediately clear, but. You can probably expect this one thousand package to run around sixty-nine thousand and up as seen with the twenty
1: twenty Yankos SC stage two Chevrolet Camaro. So that's sixty-nine thousand dollars on top of the price of the car. Uh yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: I mean, that is definitely an ouch, but I mean, what you're getting. Okay. You're not you're not getting some fly by night tuner thrown together. you no, you're, you're gonna get a a warranted, validated car that they will stand behind. They've got a very good reputation. So, um, if I won the lottery, I would definitely have one of these in my garage. Definitely have one of these in my garage.
1: Oh yeah. Oof. This is a definitely a collector's item for mm. sure. Oh, I would, in addition I, to I would, the
0: dude, I would drive the piss out of this thing. <laughs>
1: In addition to the gargantuan power that it makes you see how I did that yes um yeah this is that's really something man
0: God I'm gonna link this up in the show notes everybody should go look at these pictures because i I, I want this the this orange one right here this orange this that one I, wow whoever shot that picture who, who did that picture th- that would make an awesome poster Dave if you're listening. Make posters of that picture and hand them out at your show. Oh my goodness. Not only will you, put, everybody wanting you to sign these things, but these things will be hanging up everywhere. God, I love that picture.
1: Actually, I probably know who made it. Really? The mm-hmm. same guy that, if, if it's the same guy, it's the same guy that I worked with side by side at SLP.
0: Wow. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. He, always, he always did great work. He did, it, it looks like his work. Wow. It looks, it looks beautiful. It does. That shot is just perfect. Yeah, you can tell that. exactly what everything is in that car just mm-hmm. by that picture. Yep. Here's mm-hmm. the funny part. That shot was probably just taken in a parking lot. Like, they just parked the car and hit a few angles, and, and I, I, I'm not going to give it out his name, but um, probably just said, okay, I'll do that one. And then he spends a gargantuan <laughs> amount of time getting it Perfect. Perfect. It's amazing, oh. and they, they all do this, all the car images that you see. If they're not computer-generated, hours, many, 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 many hours go into it. and in it, in it. Well, there's the proof, though. It looks wonderful. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Good job, hamburger team. Great, great, great. All hey, right. I, got, I got a question. Yes. Do you say it is a Camaro convertible, or do you say it's a convertible Camaro? I usually say Camaro convertible.
0: Because I usually say it's a Chevrolet Camaro convertible. Like so, uh-huh. like so, it's a Camaro c twenty eight. It's a Camaro SS. It's a Camaro sure.
1: SS convertible. That's what it's a package. I hate it when people say SS Camaro or huh. GT Mustang. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a GT Mustang. Oh yeah, how about that? Yeah. How about that? How yeah. about that? Might but, as well okay, watch so out. if you didn't say Chevrolet, would you say it's a twenty twenty convertible Camaro? <sighs> no, I wouldn't. Hmm. I wouldn't. Hmm. Hmm. Is I'd like there, to know is, what you guys think. Is there a right or wrong answer? Probably not, but somebody's going to say it's right or wrong anyway. Well, yeah. Because no, nobody can be wrong and on the internet. And they're going to tell you to piss off and no, whatever. <laughs> and then they're <laughs> going to, and because they and if they do realize they're wrong, they're going to blame you for it because they didn't get enough participation trophies.
0: You're wrong.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. You're wrong, and you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about, you big doo doo head. <laughs> big doo-doo head mashed potato face donkey butt okay <laughs> we got an even we, we should probably move on i think i ruined the whole segment got an email from sean from oceanside yep uh in response to what we talked about in our last episode about when you were out in california especially california you know we talk about brand loyalty and yeah talk
0: yeah. about oh how... i'm just, he- just as a as a is a surveyor of of everything non-California in California, which I will still say seems like a different country than the rest of the United States. <laughs> um, Sean has has sent us an email with his opinion on what we talked about.
1: Yeah, you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. He says, Dear Chris and Jason. <laughs> <sighs> that, that wasn't a bad Casey Kasem impression, yeah. <laughs> was it? The reason why so many okay the reason so many California so many in California drive Toyota and Honda is due to both companies developing brand loyalty over the past 3 decades based on quality and value with quality being the key factor. Where's it going with this crap? Remember back in the in 1980s the big 3 lobbied the federal government to impose tariffs on Japan to reduce competition. The big 3 short-sightedly focused on reducing competition but did not focus on quality or innovation. Toyota, Honda, Nissan, etc delivered on quality, innovation, value, and increased gas mileage while U.S. automakers lagged behind. That, combined with a naive expectation that consumers will buy American, resulted in losing market share and loyal customers. Currently, the big three are once again playing catch-up. But this time, they are trying to catch up with Tesla, a Humvee with a bazillion Foot pounds, I was going to say gargantuan. Foot pounds (laughs) of torque is great, but without the charging network to support it, consumers will turn to Tesla as they know they can drive cross country with minimal delays. The other factor which holds the big three back is the stale 20th century corporate culture that has become inflexible and too risk adverse. A good book to read on this subject is Leadership Beep by (laughs) Ronde Soma. And he gave a link to it. Interesting points. uh, But he also continues Uh, Jason, regarding the Copo Camaro, YOLO. <laughs> Pull money out of that four hundred one k and Roth IRA. Who needs to retire in regards to my oh, being yeah. selected Just for the second time? So going back to what he's talking about, he, he broke this up into three paragraphs. So thanks okay. for this insight, Sean. It's very it's yeah. really good insight indeed. It is great, good insight. And I, I think that you, you, that's probably the, the best way to tell the story as to why things happen. Right.
0: <sighs> California is a giant state. Like compared to Michigan, let's see how many residents, how
1: many. Residents yeah. will Let me live ask Alexa in California. Go ahead, Alexa. How many residents are in California? As of 2017, the population of California is 39.54 million. So, 40 million.
0: So, yeah, it's about 40 million. So, how many people
1: live in Michigan? Alexa, how many people live in Michigan? As of 2017, the population of Michigan is 9.960 million. <clears throat> so a quarter. So
0: 40 million people, yeah, in California. California's a big state. About 10
1: million in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And no, this show isn't sponsored by Amazon. I just happen to have it on my, counter, <laughs> my desk here. By the way, Amazon, if you'd like to sponsor us, just reach out to webmasters at... Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so four times the amount of people. Yeah. So I think... There's so many comments I can make. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't want to offend my oh, California friends. I know,
0: I know. I mean, I, I love our friends in California, uh, but uh, things are just so effed up out there. <laughs> people,
1: to, people love
0: it. People, I mean, but they pay it. But they got to pay that sunshine tax, man. They got to pay that sunshine tax. Um, Tesla has has done a phenomenal job, I, I would say, of being the automotive manufacturer who's who doesn't run like an automotive manufacturer they run more like a tech company and that's good but that also can be bad i have personally been taking around the tesla factory in fremont california and they have grossly underutilized that factory grossly underutilized that factory um I, i don't know if they just went in there. I mean, because they bought that from GM. That used to be the Numi manufacturing plant.
1: Oh yeah, I actually uh, did work for Numi when I was an engineer. Yeah. Um, a long time so ago. they
0: they there was many different vehicles produced by General Motors there, and then they they did a joint effort with Toyota there, and they produced the Vibe and the Matrix. And I think before they went, they they closed, and um, I think in bankruptcy is when. They mm. was it when General Motors sold that? Yep. Um, it would. It was cheaper to sell them to Tesla than to close and demolish that plant because the grounds there are so, um, how do I, by California standards, mm-hmm. polluted. Oh, from all yeah. the years of producing manu- manufacturing vehicles there, and so Tesla got it for a song, obviously, <laughs> and. Obviously not being an automotive manufacturer, they didn't know how to use utilize the space in there. So now you're seeing them um purchasing and building plants in Texas, Nevada, um, to, to produce I think the Model Y is gonna be produced and the truck is gonna be produced, I think, in Nevada, while they're still producing their other cars in California. Um but that's just that's just kind of
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, a little thing
0: I've I've been researching on my own over the last couple of years, as in brand loyalty. I'm I'm looking at this through a lens of of coming from Michigan. Mm -hmm. We're the automotive capital of the world. Okay. Yep. We're we're producing more vehicles. I mean, we have the big three here in in Detroit: GM, Chrysler ford Mm you know we've so many plants here when you look on the road here and you see someone driving down the road more than likely it's going to be a gm vehicle it's going to be a Chrysler vehicle it's going to be a ford vehicle i mean you do see the occasional i mean and i'm not saying occasional i mean people do drive hondas and toyotas and kia and stuff like that sure but it's it's more of hey look at that foreign car you know going down the road everything else is is manufactured because because we 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 are engrossed in it here. That's uh-huh. our way of living. Kind of like if you're in California, you see so many Teslas on the road. But up until the Model 3 came out, Tesla was a rich man's car, man. Oh yeah. It's a I mean it's 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 not cheap. Tesla has invested a lot in their in their um electric their supercharger system going across the country too. Um The downfall is that is the more cars produced by Tesla, the more people are lining up down the road and having to wait three hours to charge their cars. I mean, just recently, look at the news from Southern California. People, I think it was last Easter, people were coming across the border from Nevada into California. And just do a search on this. They were lined up down the road trying to charge their car. Did you see that? Yeah. It Mm -hmm. was insane. It was insane, um, and and that's just another thing. That's just another, I, I, I guess, reason why I don't think we're ready for 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 electric cars
1: full time. Well, yeah, but this isn't something that can't be fixed with writing a big fat check. No. And it's gonna happen. You, got, you gotta have the infrastructure too. That's true. We it, yeah, we need less people on the roads. Period. <laughs> just
0: just because you drive a via, an
1: electric vehicle doesn't mean you're,
0: you know, more earth friendly. I mean, who's producing oh. the lithium ion batteries? Where are they where are they disposing of the lithium ion batteries? You know, all that kind of stuff goes into into account. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think good points were made by Sean.
1: Oh yeah. And Very the, good. And, Thank and, you for summarizing that. I th- I think back, I mentioned this a lot over the years on the show. Most of my family, when I grew up in the Lansing, Michigan area, most of my, well, I shouldn't say most, but a good portion of my family worked at the General Motors plants their whole lives. Yeah. And they only bought General Motors vehicle, you know, as, as Dan Gilbert would say, eat your own dog food. And that's great. But the thing is, is that you, you can't survive by selling to your, yourself in so, so many ways. And, boy, they, they were looking back and knowing what I know now, they, they were definitely very short-sighted. The, the u.s cars were crap <laughs> in the 80s oh my God. and and getting into the 90s and in fact you know they're they're better i th- i would think they're better now than they ever were quality
0: is better now, now. they got
1: they got to keep up to survive
0: well you gotta you gotta compete
1: yeah but um oh gosh he you says know, other like factors
0: you... other factors that are holding back the big three is the stale 20th century corporate culture uh, yeah uh, i can agree and disagree um i think things have changed drastically over the last 10 years especially since since the bankruptcy but also running a car company like a tech company can have its can have its uh pitfalls as well well like what tell me about that one they don't know how to design a freaking factory (laughs) (laughs) big time
1: well, the, the factories just just make the product. They don't make the decisions. The decisions need to be run like a software company. Well, That's what I think. I think. I think. Um, let's see here. I, I just while we're talking, I pulled this up. Most uh, twenty twenty. Uh, this is a JD Power twenty twenty uh, most dependable model per segment. Small car, Honda Fit. Compact car, Nissan Leaf. Midsize car, Buick Regal. Hmm. Large car, Toyota Avalon. I, I just hear it that way in my head. I don't know why. A uh, small premium car, BMW 2 Series, compact premium car, Lexus ES, midsize... How long is this list? It's, it's, it's all right. Um, midsize premium, Genesis G80, compact sporty car, Mazda MX-5, Miyagi, midsize sporty car, Ford Mustang, small SUV, Buick Encore, compact SUV, Chevrolet Equinox, midsize SUV, Toyota 4Runner, large SUV, Chevrolet Tahoe. Small premium SUV, Mercedes-Benz GLA, compact premium SUV, Porsche Macan, Mac- Mac- macadamia nut, midsize premium SUV, Lex- Lexus GX, minivan, Toyota Sienna, midsize pickup, Nissan Frontier, which they haven't updated the Nissan Frontier in like 15 years. Large light-duty pickup, Ford F-150, and Toyota Tundra tie, and then large heavy-duty pickup, Chevrolet Silverado <coughs> HD. HD. So there is a time when no automotive manufacturer were on that list. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, I think we're, 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 we've been seeing changes over the last mm-hmm. decade. So,
1: Oh, shoot. I just should scroll down. Most dependable brands, I'll just do top five. Number one is Genesis. Is that Genesis a brand? Is,
0: Genesis is a brand? I thought it's Kia.
1: So did I. Maybe they spun off their own brand. Number two is Lexus. Number three is Buick. Number four is Porsche, number five is Toyota, and then Chevrolet is number nine, Ford is number 10, Cadillac is 12, I'm just looking for American, no. Ram is 19, Dodge is 25, Jeep is 26, GMC is 28, which doesn't make sense. Oh, as a brand, yeah, I get it. Chrysler is 31. So We could talk about not, this for an hour. They're not doing too bad, though, compared to what they used to be. I'd love to know what it was 10, 20 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I know we got to move on. Uh, let's see here. What else we got to talk about here? Oh, yeah, Yolo. Yolo. I uh, I got an email just recently from somebody that bought one of the diecast cars that I designed and produced. Mm. And you know, it's been years, many years since I did that. Ten, now that I think about. It. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the, somebody bought one, and they wanted to explain the history. Wanted me to explain the history about it, and so I thought it might be easier just to mention it here. Plus, uh, maybe we get a new listener on the show. So, yeah, a long time ago, Chris, you and I, we owned a website called CamaroZ28.com. It had it had, had some heyday back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I always wanted to make my own site-branded diecast cars because I was a diecast collector. I think most of us are at some point. And so I, wor- worked, a, worked, uh, I worked with a company called Greenlight to produce a series of diecast cars. The, the first three were CamaroZ28.com diecast, you know, and I designed all three of them. The first one was a fifth gen, but pat- patterned purposely on your fourth second, fourth gen design, black with silver stripes, Yep. um, just to pay homage to your car. Um, the second one was the, uh, um, uh, the Sunoco race car. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember, I that, remember that, was, that. <laughs> that I released that what two weeks before, a week before SEMA. SEMA. Yep. And then SEMA happens and Chevrolet had been building the real deal at the same time that i Designed the die-cast version, and they thought that I knew, and I just (laughs) didn't know. I didn't even know. No, that was funny. The third one was a 5th-gen Camaro convertible pace car with the the classic uh, Indy 500 pace graphics on it. And as far as I know, that was the first designed 5th-gen with throwback Indy pace car graphics and in a convertible that was ever designed, even though it was 164 scale. And then the very last one, I decided to change it to the Camaro Enthusiast Collection um, because I didn't want it to be so, so site-specific because they were pretty popular. I mean, people loved them, and I was really enthused by the fact that people – the first one sold out in like a month. Yeah. Like, it was gone. I know Brent Franker has a couple cases of each one in his garage, by the way. Wow. Cases. Cases. Like, cases. I don't remember how many is in a case, but it's quite a bit. And uh, so I changed the name to Camaro Enthusiast Collection. I decided to, I, I did, you know, the street car. I did the uh, road racer, if you will. And then I did the pace car. And then I'm like, I'm going to do a drag racer. So I, the, the the fourth in the series, I call it the series four, uh, had slicks and skinnies and um, I just, you know, carbon fiber hood and roof and all that with drag racing markings on it. And that was that. So um, that's the history behind them. I sold them uh, directly. I, I, I was a one man operation. I designed it. I paid for it and it wasn't it wasn't cheap to, to have those things made it was a gamble but it did okay you know i made my money back and i had a lot of fun with it i, I was a one man shipping operation packaging shipping everything had some help with people folding the boxes um yeah, and I also and, had distributors and, and all those cards we had to sign yeah <laughs> some of them were signed i think if i remember right the very first one i released you could get it plain you know with no signature or you could get it signed the first hundred had the option to be signed by us because they were all numbered, and right. I made sure that I sold them sequentially. Right, because they had the, was... the cards that we signed,
0: and mm-hmm. we signed them in
1: blue and black or the green machines we signed in green. That's right. So I made sure that they were sold perfectly sequentially. So the earlier you order, the lower the number, and you got a matching certificate of authenticity on heavy card stock that we had both signed. <clears throat> and that was a drag because... They came, you know, there was, there was over a thousand of them made and they didn't come in any order. Like they weren't packaged in any order. So I actually had to borrow some warehouse space and lay them all out in, in groups of 10 up to 1400 so I could order them perfectly. So wow. I was true to my word that the earlier orders got a lower number. Wow. And that was, that took, that took days to sort through. Wow. So anyway, um, and I, we also had Scott Suttelmeier, uh, sign some, the FBod Father. Mm-hmm. Those, I think, I think, I think we only did like the first 50, 20, something like that. And he sat right in, in my basement bar at my house signing those with us. I got yep. pictures of that. Yep. And then there was, there was actually a little spinoff. Um, there's also a company called M2 Machines that I partnered up with one of my distributors, um, God, I can't even think of the name off the top of my head. But we made a a, a first gen pro touring car that I designed as well, and that was uh, that was pretty fun. I don't remember how many. There was only like there was less than a thousand of those. Yeah, Chris, what do you got? You, you actually have one up there. There you go. <laughs> That's right. How much? What's how many? How many are on the? How many are available? Were made? Uh, there's a sticker on the front, I think. Let's see.
0: It says special edition, buddy. 2011 Collectors Corner Limited Edition 492 pieces.
1: Yep, yep. Collectors, cor- Collectors Corner, Collectibles Corner. Cool guy too. Uh, one of my distributors. He's like, "Hey, let's do a car together." I'm like, "Sure, okay." So there you have that, and we signed some of those too. You know, here's the funny part. I don't have any of them left. I do.
0: <laughs> what because when I, I moved be... okay, from, don't know, you can't open it. What's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs>
1: Put it put it down, Chris. Put it back. You've got you've got a match set. You have numbers number eights.
0: Yep, yep. Vito's st- uh, Vito has some in boxes, never mm-hmm. opened. Yep. Um, with 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 the cards and everything. Yeah.
1: I when I moved from Michigan to Nashville, I wanted to cut a lot of clutter, and I thought it'd be better in the hands of somebody else. So I sold even the number one car that I held onto for myself. Wow. All of them. And I sold the prototypes. There was always prototypes. Yeah. I do have I do have some. I took like a super high number, and I opened them up. And I do have those. They're okay. just loose. okay. Because I, I displayed them on my, on my bookshelf. But otherwise, I sold every single one of them. They're all gone. They're all out there in the wild, and I hope they're thoroughly being enjoyed by people, including the person that emailed me asking for the history behind it. So I think that's it. I think I covered it. I don't think there's any more... Oh, and just for the record, if, if you're the, that person, you don't know who the F-Bodfather is, Scott Settelmeyer that signed the early ones. He is the uh, Camaro brand manager. That's actually not one of mine that you're holding up. Oh. <laughs> he was the Camaro brand manager or product manager or something like that. His title changed quite a bit for Chevrolet and a good friend of ours to this day. Let's see. What else can I mention? Um, um, yeah. I You know, if, if you're listening and you bought one back in the day or bought more than one, I know a few people bought a quite a handful. Nope, not mine. <laughs> Chris is, Chris is holding up cars that he's got in uh, on his on his on his in his on his desk, and he's display. picking up cars that aren't aren't the ones I designed. Oops! You ought to know by now. They say CamaroZ28.com on them.
0: Yeah, but this one doesn't. The M2 one doesn't.
1: That one's. I said that one's kind of like an offshoot. Oh. Okay. Don't worry about that one. Okay. Anyway, so as I as I continue to talk, <laughs> uh, thank you for buying those from me. It really made those projects a success, and yeah. I'm I'm glad that people enjoy them they were fun it was fun to design them i yeah. still have all the original working art artwork there were different throwaway designs that i never never moved on the drag race car was supposed to have sponsor stickers all over it oh. you know like a, like a re, like a real drag dragster oh, drag yeah. race car yeah tepper uh,
0: motorsports on it and
1: <laughs> yeah actually thunder Ra- well thunder racing yeah. actually did sponsor the car cuz sponsors i sponsors helped me pay the upfront sure, cost yeah. and i put their logo on the back there's one particular one that went out of business right around that time that still owes me up, up in the hundreds of dollars for that <laughs> sponsorship because I may, they yeah but I I won't I won't uh, mention them by name da, 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 da. <laughs> get it Yep. <laughs> doesn't matter business is business and sometimes it goes sideways yeah it was fun I thought about doing another one doing a Corvette or something like that wow. but I don't know if people'd be interested in them. There was like a wave of these small hobby um, batches that were made. Right. And I was riding that wave, I guess. I picked the right time. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, the backs of the cars also tell the history on them as well, including how many were made. Oh, here's a nifty story. When I, when, w- and then we'll wrap here because I know we're pretty much out of time. But when I made the very first one, the year was 2007 or 8 when I started designing it, I started working with Greenlight. And that was when they'd only released the Camaro Concept die-cast. Uh, okay. Model, right? And we all thoroughly believed that it was going to come out in 2009. Or well, right. come out as a 2009 yeah. model. So if you've got the very first Camaro Z28.com die-cast car, if you flip it over and look on the back, you'll see where the, like the, the, the card is. You'll see that on the back, it's actually been blacked out with a strip of printing that specifies it's a 2010 oh. it has to cover up where I wrote the, the, the wording to say 2009 G- had it passed GM legal approval to be produced and they said nope can't release it with that date on it hmm. and so I think we changed 2009 to upcoming or something like that because even then when it was produced it wasn't public as to what year model year the new Camaro would be yeah. so look on the back of, of, of yours and you'll see that little patch if I remember right God, those are good times
0: Yep. Yep. I got my boxes behind there too.
1: Yep. I liquidated a a lot of them. In fact, I've been liquidating more Camaro stuff on eBay. Just like some of the promo stuff that I've received over the years. Heads Uh, up, Charlie,
0: one, 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 Charlie, one, one, (laughs) one. He loves your stuff.
1: I know. (laughs) Um, I've got all these, these foam board, like uh, design proofs that I got from either when I was working at Campbell Ewald or just friends gave them to me and, I've got no room for them anymore. And uh, so I've been, I'll, if, if you like fifth gen and fourth gen Camaro collectible type stuff, um, gosh, I got them up on eBay and there's no bids. Hmm. 1996 Camaro RS design proof. 1997 Chevrolet Camaro convertible design proof. 1998 Camaro Z28 design proof. These are, uh, I use the word proof. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but they come on. They were put on foam board, and then they were put on the walls so everybody could look at them and compare the designs and the wording and say, I like this one better. So it's got Velcro on the back and pinholes because they were just meant to be tossed, and they were held onto to, and they were given to me. And, again, I don't have any room for them, so um, it's, it's pretty neat to go through that old stuff. I did keep this one. Got it right here. Uh, here uh, nobody else can see it, but I'm holding up to the camera so Chris can see it. Chris, no. what's that say? If everyone owned one. Maybe we could have prevented disco. Yep. It's a 1990, what's the year on this one? 1996. Wow. Design proof, and it shows a picture of a Camaro Z28, and that's what it says above it. If everyone owned one, maybe we could have prevented disco. They were doing it right then. They were a little bold. From the country that brought you rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Ah, man. Cool. Missed those days. All right, enough reminiscing. Let's get back to work. Oh, yeah, we're out of time. Yeah. That's it.
0: Well, no, we no. don't have any we don't have any voicemails either this no, I week. Hope not. We definitely want you guys to call in. 586 486
1: 3182.
0: Yep. Let us know what you thought of uh what what the Camaro convertible? Should it be convertible Camaro or
1: Camaro convertible? Um, and that's it. <laughs> well. anything else you want to talk about? What do you think of that thousand horsepower Yanko Camaro?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Ooh, convertible.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, let's get out of here. See what happens when you get me on a roll? Yeah. You talk for 15 minutes. I know, and I'm not even drinking. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. See ya! Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!